Hey folks! Hello! Welcome back Hi. to Wandering Into Wellness. Um, Finn and Lydia as ever, and between us we have a lovely guest, Hello. Dr. Kira Kelly. Hi. Who Hi. is a medical doctor, yes. um, who is also a wellness advocate, uh, but and, and very interesting to us as a wellness advocate because she's very much inter interested in how we can integrate uh, the, the medicine that she might have studied with a kind of a more preventative approach, um, diet, lifestyle, etc., mm -hmm. kind of base. So, why and where did that like where did that kernel that little seed get sown um let me think so probably when i started my blog actually which is why i love my blog so much because okay. it's kind of shown me my path um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so i finished medicine i did a year of dietetics before medicine mm -hmm. um via a messy affair with the hpat in its first year but anyway that's all right story. Okay. Um, so did dietetics survived. yeah survived <laughs> did dietetics loved it but had wanted medicine so okay. i did hpat again and was like okay look i'll go for this if it doesn't work out i really like dietetics really like nutrition and i got medicine so okay, i went nice. for it and just said i gave it a go and finished five years of that in 2015 yeah did my intern year and then over the last two years i've been trying loads of different medical specialties as okay. what's called an sho or a senior yeah. house officer okay. it's kind of like how you move up through hospital medicine basically. Yeah, yeah and after intern year as is the custom of many kind of post-intern doctors a lot of people went to my australia okay a lot yeah. of my friends went to australia yeah. and it wasn't quite right for me then i wanted to try a few things and i wanted to figure out what i wanted to do like okay. there's so many interesting like i love medicine there's so many interesting areas like you know cardiology respiratory mm. endocrine gastroenterology and i knew i was interested in all of them but i knew one of them was i'd have to figure out you know which one am i going to kind of yeah go the path of um, so I did two years, three months in lots of different specialties and was posting around that same time. I downloaded Instagram, which is probably my downfall. <laughs> <laughs> End of social media. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was posting pictures um, of like just recipes I do at home. I was mm. meal prepping a lot for nights and stuff and trying yeah. to trying to stay, you know, within a balanced diet in my intern mm. year, which is mm -hmm. which is tricky at the best yes. time. And a lot of friends would message and say, oh, what's that recipe? What's that recipe? You should put it all in one place. And I was in a peripheral hospital and had to kill a lot of time between commuting and waiting for traffic. Okay. So I thought, I'm just going to try a website and just see how that goes. Um, so I started on something called Blogspot, which I would yeah. recommend as the yeah. first blog platform. Yeah. Um, changed it to WordPress about three months later, and it just grew from there. And I, I realized, like yeah, I was just really interested in the power of how, how we live mm. and can affect our health. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, who was who was your first influence in Ooh, terms of like where, where where did that like you know you're like oh, looking at them for recipes, looking at them for inspiration in terms of like you know food yeah. as a driver for that's a really stuff? really good question. Um, I've had a few over the years. Um, I've been a big fan of people on Instagram like Alice Living and Foodmatic okay. for quite a while. Yeah. And I like their journeys because it really is about their own relationship with food and how that evolved. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think back on even the cookbooks that I have. I'm pretty sure I have Gwyneth Paltrow's cookbook, which okay. is really embarrassing because I'm not yeah. much of a fan of that anymore. Right. She yeah. wouldn't watch this, so it's fine. Uh -huh. It's just a little bit out know. there for me. But... Excuse me, Kira. Yeah. <laughs> She's your best friend. Oh, God. Um, Jamie Oliver, actually, I really enjoyed as well. Um, cool. And I would have cooked a lot of his recipes with my boyfriend. Um, so really enjoyed just trying loads of different cuisines i guess okay, yeah okay okay yeah it's hard to say one person i think if i pick one person who's been like influenced who has majorly influenced my interest in prevention it's dr yeah. chatterjee dr yeah. ranga chatterjee mm, and his four chatterjee. pillars yeah. yeah when he kind of when i found him online and then saw a few of his talks in person i went to a conference where he was a keynote speaker mm. and then i bought his book for my mom and um, just for myself as well like I was like, that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, what was he talking so, about at the conference? Do you remember? It was the Institute of Health Sciences conference, and it was about 
um, Alzheimer's and uh, diet, basically. Yes. That yeah. was la- uh, last year. Yeah, no, the, years, I can never... Two years ago. Yeah, yeah that, in Dublin. Well. Where yeah, are you? Don't amazing. worry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was great. That was it was class. There was actually day. a fire the night before his talk. Um, I remember as well in the hotel. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. But he was <laughs> made it. It's fine. But, yeah, I would think they were talking about... I can never pronounce this word, but the resident protocol Bredesen. Bredesen. I, can never yeah. I can spell it it's fascinating because like um, he, I mean he's done Dr. Dale Resin is like for those who don't know um, somebody who specializes in Alzheimer's not just prevention but reversal yeah and because he's speaking from a position of strength as a professor he's kind of able to kind of push the boat out on kind of saying like well listen this is in my clinic yeah. we've seen reversal exactly. blah, blah, blah. it's phenomenal and through a Brilliant. dietary protocol and lifestyle and all these sorts of things yeah absolutely all make loads of sense. it was yeah so I he was really probably that if I had to pick one person maybe not so much in a recipe context yeah. um, but one person who's really influenced how I think and just kind of normalizing it and being yeah. like yeah it's okay to be really interested in this area yeah it's not like a hospital specialty because acute medicine is what you see in hospitals yeah. and really what we're talking about is chronic yeah, yeah, yeah conditions yeah. and lifestyle and all that's very long term yeah. yeah. yeah exactly yeah. um so yeah I'm answering your question in a really long-winded no, way that's perfect. But, that's exactly uh, yeah so the blog just kept growing and yeah. Instagram grew with it um, and then I tried to link it with Twitter and Facebook and things and then along yeah. that way I was just getting loads of lovely feedback from okay. people about articles I'd write and stuff. That's so, good. So yeah. I've seen like internally you've been bringing some kind of health promotion events to your colleagues. Yeah. And yeah I mean, I'm just, so yeah. interested in that because yeah. for us, so a lot of actually the, the recent podcasts that we've shot have been around breaking down the barriers between medical professionals and the public and their patients specifically so that there's not this kind of like two-tier kind of approach where people feel like there's a distance there Mm, and mm. um how has that type of information and education that Mm. you're bringing there how's it gone down i mean it's lovely probably for them because it's coming from one of their own that has to help oh yeah absolutely it's lovely for many reasons i mean i guess the reason I did it um, was because in the hospital I was working in, they were trialing Headspace okay. for junior doctors mm-hmm. and giving like, free subscriptions basically to, I think they ended up aiming for 100 and then so many signed up it was 150. Cool. Um, so it was amazing and loads of doctors were giving it a go and I'd started doing kind of meditation and mindfulness or learning about it and trying it with the Calm app, which is oh, yeah. my favourite one, yeah. um, earlier this year. I get the little ads and I stay yeah. on for that 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. really oh, God. Yeah. Oh, and brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, I think. <laughs> It's gas, isn't it? It's so, so funny. It's a good pause. And earlier this year, then I tried. Uh, I just started getting into yoga as well, and it's so funny because if a year ago you said to me like you'd be like a total yogi, like doing mindfulness every night, I would have laughed in your face and like I can't even tumble. Even like, a year ago. Even a year ago. That's yeah, amazing. definitely. It's even addictive with, though, isn't it's it? It's so addictive. Yeah. But you have to be. I was saying to someone recently, like you have to be in, in the right frame of mind yeah. to try it. Because I did like at my first Wellfest, I think the last thing I did on the Sunday was a yoga class, and I did it to stretch, and that was my perception do you know mm-hmm. and it's just insane to think now just how many like amazing other benefits you can get mm-hmm. besides that kind of like restorative aspect of it okay. yeah. but to answer your question uh-huh. I digress all the time um it went in really well I think yeah. it was an area it's not a niche it was an area that wasn't being addressed that I thought we should and yeah. a very um a very helpful colleague or senior colleague of mine who was involved in health informatics in the hospital wanted to try and set up something along after the headspace and yeah. she came to me and said I've seen your blog mm-hmm. would you be interested in putting together some kind of program or pilot of events 
and that's what we did. Okay. Yeah. And what did you? So what did it include? So the the grand plan was Wellness Month for June because changeover is July. So that's when all your new interns start. Okay. Everyone changes hospital, um, and it's always the big July changeover. Um, so we wanted to do a month, mm-hmm. and inspired by kind of Dr. Chatterjee, I wanted each week to be like a pillar of health. Mm-hmm. So like food, movement, um, tips around stress management and mindfulness, and then talk about sleep. Mm-hmm. What was feasible in the end was two weeks, and so we kind of condensed it into two weeks. Okay. So we did two evening yoga classes, um, we did two talks on mindfulness and meditation in an introductory kind of way, and then we did do some guided meditation within it as well, which cool. was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and two then, rooms full of how many people? Well, let me think now. Probably, on, particularly the second session we had, mm. um, I think there's about 30. Cool. Yeah, and we That's did it. We have like nice. teaching hours at lunchtime, so I just kind of like sabotage those. Like, <laughs> you have to come, but also we're going to do some chanting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it was brilliant. One of the consultants in the ED is very interested in mindfulness and was really helpful in doing a guided meditation. And we had some really supportive um, consultants and regs involved. It, cool. was, it was great. So, yeah. ED, that's emergency department. Emergency department, sorry. Yeah. That must yeah. be the place you need to get in yeah. with it's meditation. Probably. Jesus Christ, having been on yeah. the patient side of that, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, and having worked in it um, like at both frontline and then kind of the second line on call yeah. and stuff, it, it really is. And I think that's probably why most of the research you'll find on the benefits of mindfulness for doctors comes out of studies with ED. Yeah. And there's actually, yeah. there's a lot of online resources um, that I was shown when I was organising these events, particularly on ED or any uh, websites, like yeah. for staff and stuff on blogs and things. Um, it's so needed. Absolutely. You can so just needed. totally yeah. imagine how. Oh, yeah how that's such an unbelievable yeah, job yeah. I mean it's just I I, phenomenal to think that people have to not only deal with the stress and the trauma of what they're seeing but then actually make really important decisions yeah, as well yeah. in the middle of the night in the middle of you the know, night 4 a.m. when After your sleep was terrible because you've had seven nights before that like it, it really really is and I think that's what I loved about the events was that we were normalizing well-being for doctors because right. if you don't look like there was a lovely quote that we we had to well, I came up with this quote just to give to as a kind of a tagline for the events but it's like happier doctors need happier patients mm-hmm. and it's so true like if I walk into a room to do it let's say a clinic appointment with someone and I go in and say you know oh how are you how's it going yeah cool grant you know or I go in and say how are you, you look great you know what's mm-hmm. the story how's your week been mm-hmm. it's just even even if you meet a friend like that it's yeah. a different interaction yeah. entirely yeah and that person's like let's say headache that they had their pain their pain perception is probably less because they're in that better mood yeah, you know yeah, like totally. and there definitely is that science link yeah. there you know can't give you a reference but like well, you know yourself the lady we had last week dr jane Uyger, yeah. is uh, doing her phd she's a um, a gp from canada mm. and she's just finishing her phd in compassion and medicine oh, wow. and all about the, where the research yeah. evidence base is there and not just for uh, like uh, mental improvements but mm. for like for for medical outcomes um, yeah with those types mm. of, you know, and just even and even just simple things yeah. like the environment being more empathetic. Yeah, yeah. like exactly. chairs, yeah. smells, That's mm. what I was gonna colors, ask. those kinds of things. Yeah. Is, is there ways for the hospital environment or hospital like that that can be repatterned? Like, are there are there um, people must be like because guys who are going to your meditation. I would imagine kind of going like, shit, and we're going back to this. Yeah. I mean, this, mm. this is tough. This is not like we're, we're kind of immediately we decided that this is necessary, but yeah. we're going back to kind of the black and white yeah yeah I think there was kind of two things that came out of particularly the mindfulness piece was okay you've come and done this session with us this is an introduction but how do you bring this Mm. into your daily practice Mm. because it'll make you feel better and Mm. it's going to make it's going to make your care for your patient better Mm. um you know on a personal level like I noticed between one week of nights at the start of January which was peak flu season and it was really horrible like it was seven nights and it was just a really busy time in the hospital true for like it was you know there was a lot of hard work done um particularly in A&E 
and mm. then I did it in March the same set of nights now different time frame of mm. illness and things like mm. that it wasn't flu season mm. but I had started meditating in between the two and just doing 10 minutes of calm totally different totally different experience wow. totally different effect and is you it know, your interaction with people that were a big difference or was it your your energy at the end of your shift or what was the um I think the energy is always subjective and depending on what happened that night but I'm definitely sure. my interaction with myself in terms of your hand distress situation mm. and you know how do you respond to that yeah. and then how you interact with the person let's say who's in the stress situation with you whether that be the patient whether uh -huh. that be the nurse who's communicating mm. the urgency of the situation to you yeah. all of that kind of your reactivity to it like yeah. my dad if i remember years and years ago he gave me this lovely quote about stress and he was like it's a, it's a gift someone gives you and you can decide what to do with that gift and you can turn it back and say i don't accept that in mm. the way you presented it or you can take and go i'm going to turn this into like productivity positivity and it's always stuck with me it's easier to implement sometimes than others yeah. you know like yeah, yeah. in emergency situations you know you kind of have that fight the fight or flight yeah. you know response going on but in the lesser acute stuff you can you, you can try to yeah, time to implement it. yeah yeah definitely or even right. you know what was really lovely when the consultants was saying she started doing with her patients is talking to them about meditation and actually saying how are you how are you feeling have you heard about this thing called mindfulness and meditation it's class cool. you know it's yeah. working for me it might work for you yeah and it comes you know, so differently like obviously when I'm saying that to people, they're coming to my yoga class or my mm. meditation class. They want to know about it, so they're they're exactly. coming to it. But if I then just say it to someone who's not in my class, they're kind of like, hmm, yeah, thing. that yeah. thing, yeah. whatever. Mm. But when it's coming from your doctor, yeah, exactly. People are like, yeah. oh, they, it gives them permission to yeah. think that it's a valid thing that can help them, and we all know that it is. Mm. But mm. it's just putting some kind of benefit on it, like exactly. going like, this is valid. You can spend your time doing. Yeah, this thing. totally. Yeah. And I'm always acutely aware of that, like kind of being interested in this area, and even with information that I you know put out on Instagram or the blog and things like you have a weight behind your name or behind what you say purely mm. because you're a doctor and purely because you've done that qualification even if you're not interested in this area you know it's so important to just remember that and it's, yeah. it's a really privileged mm. position to be in mm. um regardless like you know when you're seeing people in their most vulnerable state and you've the power to help really privileged position and then the fact that like what you're saying purely because of the fact that doctor comes before your name yeah. even in your in a junior status like myself it's really powerful mm. and it's just Sometimes it's kind of a little bit, you're very grateful for it that someone yeah. would actually listen to you because you say it. You yeah. Know? Um, and so, yeah. so on another aspect, and so obviously mindfulness is a big aspect what you're bringing in, but also mm. you brought in nutrition as well. Yeah. Um, so what did you, did really you get, molly nuts and nut butters? <laughs> Let me think now what we had. Oh God, I was very blessed. I have worked with a few, quite a few brands now through the blog and just through mm. meeting the faces behind the brands at places mm. like Wellfast and stuff. Um, yeah. And I basically trying to reach out to them and said, I want to do had a kind of a semi-vision for it, but in the time frame we had to organise it, it actually, well, I think it actually worked out really well. We did a, like a social food evening. Okay. So I kind of combined bringing doctors together after work to just have a chat, chat yeah. about the day. If they were on call, you know, pop over, grab a snack, come back, and then reached out to, it was about eight brands in total, I think, um, who all kindly donated. I just said, we're doing this event, like, would you be interested in kind of helping us out, supporting with just some samples, like literally. And I ended up, never forget, got a delivery of like 83 items from Alpro because they uh -oh. just wanted everyone to try like cool. the yogurt, the milk, the, you know, everything. It so was 83 different items? Different items. I said, well, like, you know, let's say there was 12 oh, coconut okay, okay. and 12 coconut stuff, yeah. They wanted like three products per doctor because okay. I was estimating 20, 30 okay. people. It was amazing. Um, like Glenis helped us out, Home 
Spun, um, Cleaner from Bella Bites, Xeris Raw Bites, mm. um, a meal prep company called Both Healthy Eating. They were brilliant as well. Tell you. I'm trying to not leave anyone out kind. now that I've said it all. Kind, mm. yes, kind. They gave us some random acts of kindness. And near to nature. Mm. Um, like so much stuff. Enough that I had, enough for the food evening. And then for the following meditation session, I just brought extras and people mm. could just have a snack to take home. And nice. it just exposes people to yeah. choices and options. And so what percentage of people in the room were already aware of those brands or even oh good question actually i had quite a few people ask me what alpro was um really yeah that would have been for me that would be like the most obvious yeah that was an eye-opener to me purely because it's a supermarket brand not because i would be like you know oh it's it's a very prominent plant brand because do you know what i mean like it's just funny what you see when you walk into a shop you know um and i say that as a person who is kind of plant-based so i'm kind of aware and i've Mm -hmm. been to a couple of alpro events and stuff but yeah that was an eye-opener um really funny because a lot of the brands are smaller, so I would yeah, understand people yeah. would. I would expect yeah. you know, kind of bars, they're great. They're yeah. actually probably one of my favourite brands. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so it was brilliant. And I was able to say, you know, they're actually, you know, they're in the shop. Like, they're stocked mm. in the coffee shop. You can pick them up next time. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, it's great. And can you influence what's there in the coffee shop? I personally can't, no. Um, but the ho- they've actually, they've a good range. Well, in my house, okay. they've a really good yeah. range. Um, we can get kind bars there. Great. Lena's Bella Bites are there. Are Bella Bites in Lena's, there? Yeah, yeah. You're James. No, you're James. Yeah, I was James. You're James. Just now. Wow, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, they, they actually have a fairly, they have a smoothie bar thing going on. And like, yeah, there's, it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely up there. It's they've brought in, like, chopped into the shop downstairs now. So, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I'm a big meal prep advocate myself, but when you're stuck, it's there. So it's great, you know. And what, like... Not you, but other mm. people who mightn't have the interest in kind of nutrition and food mm. that you do. What would be a typical thing that you would see? So, for example, from my perspective, when I trained to be a prenatal yoga teacher, mm. a lot of the people who were training alongside me were midwives. Okay. Um, and what I noticed was that in our course in general, mm. the people who weren't midwives were coming in with like homemade healthy snacks and all mm. their things mm. for the course. Because the course is long and you're there, yeah. you're really exhausted, you're doing loads of... Um, physical asana as well yeah. and then the midwives all just had massive packs of Haribo and oh. then Iron Brew or like um, Red Bull and we were like really? Yeah. but you're like the medical people like how come you're eating that stuff yeah. so what would you see like what would be you know I to guess, someone on the opposite yeah. end of the scale to you what would they tend to be reaching for in those situations I suppose I suppose there's a difference I mean there's a difference between what kind of doctor you are and there's a difference between what kind of person you are so yeah, mm, you know that's important you're, yeah. I don't think like I don't think a, in an individual's food choice, like just because they're a doctor, is yeah. influenced by the fact that they're a doctor. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of what, a, like, so we did a survey before we started. Yeah, I mean, so that's, and that's what I mean. Like, I don't think there's, you know, people would say things like, oh, would you judge your doctor if they smoked? And they tell you not to smoke, you know? Yeah. So I think that's that's a reasonable thing. If someone stood in front of you in a knee with a cigarette and said, shouldn't do that, you'd be like, mm, but you're doing it. Whereas nutrition doesn't really come up that much in the typical like let's say ward round consultation uh-huh. that we do as for inpatients in the outpatient setting it will depending on the specialty like diabetes or things like that mm-hmm. um i guess it varies i would see a lot of in fairness particularly my intern year and then the interns i've just come from working with a lot of people doing meal prep um, really? and we had this lovely really? thing in james's every tuesday called um fair in the square so there's a food market every week I in the main garden it's, it's incredible who, who are the people really good. i saw some 
wasn't like Katie's house, but it was some like really good. I was like good food people. I was like, yeah, no, there's a whole range. Oh my god, there's um, let me think now. There was like a stall. There was kind of a South American style stall. There was oh, there's a really good one um called Juice Heads. Um, they're brilliant. They do like vegan burger boxes. That's the one I saw. So yeah. oh my god, delicious. Yeah, it like really, really inspired food. I've never food. seen them before. And people who aren't vegetarian at all be like, I love that stand. I'm like, it's class. Like, yeah. absolutely brilliant. And then you'd also have Teddy's there for 99. Oh, like, so it's oh, a great range of stuff. Really yeah, nice. like the Kale and Coco girls were there as well. Oh, they're cool. setting up there now too. Um, Are they? Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, for the they've moment, been, anyway, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they've been like thinking about what they were going to do next yeah, range, yeah. and they're like, come on, do I something. I know, and very soon I'm not actually there day to day anymore next. I love every, such a good every Tuesday. Brilliant. So yeah. that was brilliant because it's, it's really good for hospital morale and it kind of opens people's mind to food yeah. choices. Yeah. So to answer your question, I'd say I saw a range. Like a lot of my colleagues would meal prep, particularly for like nights and stuff, and then like you'd see kind of everything really. Like so when I was an intern, the food choices within the hospital weren't as good and mm. um, so you wouldn't have kind of the range of salads and stuff downstairs in the shop that you do now so you want to have that you kind of have to bring it in um, so do you think do you feel like it's there is a shift in, in the um, changing I think so. I'm like I suppose the gr I would probably say the demographic that I work with are kind of all my own age so okay. it'd be kind of maybe personal choice around food would be different to the attitude to how a doctor approaches a patient about food mm. do mm. you know um so I think the attitude around from that point of view is changing. Um, the personal point of view, as opposed to the doctor. No, I think the doctor-patient point of view. Okay, I do right, think okay, it sorry. is. It's very slow <laughs> here, but I do think that it is changing. I think well, our events hopefully brought it out there a little bit more, at least. And the other thing is really though, like looking at what hospital food, though, like yeah, people yeah. who that's are in the hospital. Saying, that's yeah. kind of the big thing, really, because we yeah. all have friends or family that are in the hospital mm. and they're trying to heal, and we all ha we all know that when you're healing at home and you're making like soups and stews mm. and nutritious things and eating your fruit and your vegetables yeah. and then you're in the hospital and so often the doctor tells you like oh you shouldn't you shouldn't be eating this and you shouldn't mm. eat this and you shouldn't eat this and and then the only yeah, right, options right. that you can choose while yeah. you're in the hospital are all those things that you've been told you have to avoid and mm. you're like I don't understand how are we meant to get better mm. I know I know and even within it's like it's not I suppose the hospital what's that what's served like to each patient hospital isn't something that as doctors we have much influence over mm. really it'd be more from the dietitian department not that they like prescribe the meals as such but that we wouldn't day to day really have much influence on that mm. choice it's a very tricky area is what i would say to because it's cost driven so co heavily. yeah for a, for a large mm. part of it and it's not something that i've currently been within the framework of to yeah. know like the intricacies of like how it's managed and sure. like that you know we did i do a, i did a culinary placement uh in dietetics just for like it was actually ended up being a week because of broken ankle but um Ooh. we had to do that as part of dietetics so i know there is a huge kind of learning point within like nutrition and dietetics but we wouldn't really have much of that in our medical training okay mm -hmm. you know yeah. but I, I agree i think it could be better yeah it is not like not hospital specific i think in general but yeah. if you look at hospitals yeah. around the world i don't think when the hospital let's say the western world we're, unfortunately we're not unique no yeah, it's not just the irish system that's no no absolutely you know, not it's, no it, it's, it's just strong, yeah. seems oh, like totally there's this agree. big yeah. gap between mm. like doctors getting more informed about nutrition mm. giving that information to their patients and we're seeing that change coming up yeah. but, but then, then the patients served. who are stuck in the hospital yeah. and can't leave mm. can't like even when you're just giving birth yeah. i remember yeah. giving birth to my son and then like they go like oh you know you're starving afterwards and you just want to eat like yeah. i just want a piece of fruit or something and mm. all they can give you is crappy white bread with the most disgusting mm. red sugar jam that's dyed with some fake food mm. colouring. And you're like, what? Yeah. Just like run a marathon. Yeah. I don't want to eat yeah. loads of sugar. I was vaguely impressed actually with the breakfast I got after I was in A&E after my crash a few years ago mm. in James's. Yeah, James's. And I got <laughs> <laughs> the soda bread 
Really? Uh, yeah, we came to celebrate an orange juice. I was like, what? I wasn't even like, I wasn't prepared to be getting fed that day. I was like, yeah. I thought I was just about to be let out. I was like, oh, crap, this means I'm here for ages. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It was a bad sign in that case. But I was like, yeah, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. But that's the only meal that I've heard of of any of my circle yeah. that have been pleasantly surprised. It's, yeah, I know, but I know there's a lot of tensions there. It's not, there it's not, it's mate, so yeah. not straightforward. I, I think part of it as well is reflect, like I find a lot of the times when I'm talking to people about food, it's denormalizing the norm. Um, mm. You know, and there's a couple of consultants yeah. who are involved in like the kind of the obesity side of things in Ireland, a task force and things like that. But they would very much be very outspoken about that. The fact that like we denormalize, let's say, what a normal snack is, like a pack of crisps or like whatever mm. chocolate bar. That like they're all in balance. Like there's nothing wrong, you know, with things like the kind of the eighty twenty approach. I have absolutely yeah. no problem with that. Mm. I yeah, think definitely. that's how you stick to sustainable choices. Yeah, definitely. But the problem is, is that I don't think for a lot of people, um, and this is very hard when you talk about like, you know, health inequality as mm. well, you know, um, about availability, about availability yeah, yeah. yeah. And then ease of choice, mm. cost as mm. well is a huge yeah. thing. And then perceptions too, like perception of what the norm is. And perception of the cost. actually. Yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's about that broad shift as a country. You know, that's where yeah. I see Ireland need, like that's where I want Ireland to just make a big stride yeah, yeah definitely yeah. definitely and the same with physical activity like i think they're both but the physical activity things. thing like where did that come from i know nobody was running i know you can't actually get around Queen's park if you want to walk you're like oh sorry oh sorry oh sorry you know it's amazing it like, is no, it's that such part, that's it i actually think it's one thing i've loved seeing recently and the uk have been quite good at this too they had this kind of hashtag one change um but to kind of just get people walking more um and just being more aware of even the basic guidelines mm. you know and the harms of sedentary like predominantly sedentary life, sedentary lifestyles. Mm. I think that's been really powerful. Um, and there, I think there has been change. Like we had the heat wave yeah. recently. You couldn't move on the Clontarf seafront for the amount of people out. I was like, this is just like Australia yeah. or something. Phenomenal. Like, yeah. and even like I was saying, we were joking about this before, but I was in TK Maxx yesterday yeah. looking for something specific, and in the normal clothes yeah. section, there was like two rails of tops or whatever, and then. There was just about 20 rails of fitness clothes. It was just like three rails of leggings, three rails of tops, three rails of vest tops, three rails of like cover-ups. And it's like, what? This wasn't like this. Even a year ago, the fit, because obviously I'm always looking for like fitness gear. And then you're like going in, usually you've got like one half of a rail with like three pairs of rubbish leggings. And now it was just all, and everyone was buying fitness stuff. It was really like amazing. I always get given out by my sister and she's like, you need to buy normal girl clothes. (laughs) Not buying activewear. I'm like, but it's so pretty. You wore normal girl clothes today. I did, I made it. Effort. It was a struggle. I didn't start my day in the stress. Today, not for nothing. Where were you? What was your morning actually? Uh, my morning was gym. Okay. Gym which which gym did you go to? I have a local one called Sandra Health. In okay. Mahini. Yeah. Okay. I was training in Sand- Herberton around the corner. Okay. Okay. I just saw you in Sandy for it. Uh, was it? Was it? Fat Where 45? Was I Something forty-five. What's it called? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I was doing. I F forty-five is over F45, in Sandyford. Yeah, I was yeah. doing their classes. That, that first, that's the first one here that opened last summer, and they were doing trial and stuff. Did a couple classes there, okay. and then the IFSC one opened this year, and they yeah. just opened one in Trinity. I'm actually going there tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> tomorrow morning. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had to, I had to ease myself. Off. What, what, go yeah. on. What is it? What is it about 45 that gets so? Do you know what? I figured this out because I actually wrote about it because I was trying to figure it out. I okay. love my the, the really lovely thing, and it's why I love Wellfest so much too. I love community around Wellfest. Mm. Like it's really powerful and particularly like not it isn't unique to f45 but like you get a group of people in the room no matter what kind of workout you're doing you put on some music you high five you know as cheesy as that is you have yeah. a bit of a laugh you know uh, it's really really fun mm. and i really enjoy that and i love seeing other people 
getting enjoyment out of that too. And it's the yeah. same at Wellfest. You yeah. know, like people were trying spinning. They were trying. There was like a trampolining uh, yeah. uh-huh. section this yeah. year. Uh-huh. People went a bit mental on that one. <laughs> anyway. Was Jade teaching that? Did you see? Uh, you know uh, no, I don't. Oh, she's so good. She's amazing. Uh, well, she's not a trampoline teacher. She's an amazing dancer. Yeah. But she teaches Pilates. She used to teach in. Um, Oh, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember. Um, in Platinum. Or Platinum, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she yeah. moved off Platinum. Cool. But, uh, but she does. She, I've seen some of the videos <laughs> we're doing, oh my God, doing like yeah. the trampolines. It's insane. It's hilarious. Yeah. She's such a castle. You just have, when you've got a wiry, wiry energy person doing it, yeah. it's off the charts. Oh, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. And the thing, like I, I do, I love the gym because I love resistance training. And it's okay. my, that and running are like kind of my predominant forms of training that I, yeah. I just like. Yeah. Um, but I think it's brilliant because classes just inspire that kind of, that kind of good good feeling mm. around yeah, you but that's why i really enjoyed the f45 yeah. vibe and then i do like my own training as well because i think it's hard the thing about classes is that it can be hard if you have specific training goals yeah it can be hard to, to kind of to meet those, focus on those yeah, yeah exactly and, and so what specifically did you do this morning what did you focus on this morning it was leg day. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. are, are you a fan of the individualization of body part things, um, body of sex and bodies? Because there's so much debate yeah. over this. There's so much, yeah. It's something I've done a lot of kind of self-research on. There's yeah. a very good podcast I listen to called the Empowered Body Podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. by a PT, or a, sorry, a strength and conditioning coach called Adam Willis. Yeah. And it's really good. Like, it really taught me about, like, what is the structure of your training and how is that going to help you mm. achieve the goals you want? So the reason I, like, the reason I just like to split it up by, like, lower body, upper body, I do mixed as well. And okay, yeah. um, I've just been doing a two-week trial of his program, and I'm going to try a month now and see. Okay. Just because, from a recovery point of view, like, if you look at the resistance training data, yes. they would say to leave, like, 48 hours between each, like, mm. you know, yeah. let's say, lower body. Mm. Sort of stuff, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it's nice to have that structure if, like, I think it's, re- like, resistance training is really, really important for healthy aging. Mm-hmm. And it was my Friday focus on my blog last week because... I think it's really important and like you say no one like we didn't know about these physical activity guidelines 10 years ago we probably did but we just weren't putting it out there yeah and social media didn't have the power it does now yes but there's a huge piece about strength training and balance work and resistance training um for healthy aging that i think we need to get better at too. balance is huge it's isn't, massive, isn't it, yeah. this amazing statistic that uh grip strength and well grip strength and one leg hold or something like mm. that are the two major determining factors for uh, independent living in beyond yeah, your age. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely believe it. I've definitely seen grip strength referenced, even with like mortality outcomes. Like it's really it's amazing. Insane. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely. And even that one about like being able to stand up, you know, sitting cross leg yeah. and being oh. able to stand up without putting your hands yeah. on the ground is yeah. another one. Yeah, they did that in the sports shop that I was doing, and they got everyone to see if they could do it. And it's amazing how many people can't, can't do that. Do yeah. Yeah. yeah, even if you, if you, like, if I, if I sat in the chair and you put my arms across my chest, like even being able to stand up like an elderly person like frailty is so common in the hospital mm. and we're an aging population and it's a hugely potential preventative factor mm. you know um it's one way that and sleep one of my bug barriers right now mm. is just like i'm not saying you have to do it in the gym but like even dr chatterjee has this great thing like five minute kitchen workout and okay, yeah. you, you know boil your kettle wait for it to boil even simple body weight stuff mm. like starting with an on your knees push-up like squats mm-hmm. things like that mm. tricep tips with a chair like because yeah. there's a, there's a huge um the problem with the gym is that a lot of people perceive it as this kind of bodybuilding it's an awesome thing. thing there's like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. there and I can't go there because yes. he's there and yeah, it's, yeah. it's not it really isn't it's such a powerful intervention and obviously cost is a factor yeah. for yeah. that too which is where resistance training and time is great and time, time absolutely mm. but it was kind of why I wanted to write about it on the blog last week was just because it's it is really 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 well kind of backed up as a preventative factor like falls have such morbidity attached to them yeah. and if you can at least mitigate some of that by maintaining muscle mass 
and kind of slowing that muscle loss that we get mm. as we age you know it's called sarcopenia like yeah. if you can slow that down and maintain and preserve mm. you know it's such a powerful thing if you could look after yourself and manage your own like what we call adls or activities mm. daily living 70 80 it, it just really it, your quality of life yeah. through the roof it's huge and you huge. feel so much better i mean you yeah, do you just totally. feel like happier yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, if you have an injury and you can't do something, it's the most frustrating thing in the whole mm, world. Amazing, like, if you can't even dress yourself or do your yeah. own buttons or get yourself to the bathroom, like, it's heartbreaking. It's really, yeah. really heartbreaking. Have you gone with a broken leg? Um, well, no, ankle twice. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, twice. twice, yeah. Be close together. No, I think it was the no. other foot. My most no. recent one, well, that was about, oh, God, about four years ago now, but okay. I had, uh, I used to play a lot of camogie okay. and someone swung on my ankle. Oh! oh. I know. Oh. It's nasty. Oh, that is nasty. Don't be out of my hostel placement, though. So that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so. I was meant to do, it was actually really funny. I was starting the placement, then my ankle got broken, couldn't finish it, and then got medicine. So actually, that was all part of the oh, dietetic side of things, and then this one off. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very sore, very frustrating recovery, a lot of Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Right, what's it, so what's it like now in terms of mobility? Do you have to yeah, do a lot no, of records that never no, healed well? Fine, yeah, actually okay. fine. Um, yeah. I was very, very diligent with my physiotherapy. I'm mm. sure you were. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like I had every yeah. colour of resistance, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really important to me because like, yeah. physical activity is a huge, I find it very helpful from a mental mm. health point of view. Okay. Um, just... It just makes me feel better, yeah. you know. Because you always qu were quite sporty, so camogie was yeah. a big thing growing up. Camogie, running, um, I hold an All-Ireland Sea Championship in volleyball Ooh, as captain. Excuse yeah. you. I often leave the sea part out, but it was oh, very impressive at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's wow. so much fun. Me and my friend used to joke that we'd go to the Olympics. We did not. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really fun. Yeah, I played a lot of sports. Um, that's the kind of community feeling, that team yeah, sport feeling. Yeah. Time. So were you, were you always more team sport than individual sport oriented? I was always a mix, I think, because mm -hmm. running always held a very headspace yeah. vibe yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and it was something that I always loved to do. And then when I went into the latter stages of medicine, it was just really, really hard and kind of too hard to commit mm. to teams when I was yeah, living on campus and just the hours. You just didn't disappoint people in Portugal. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't want to lose fitness, so I decided to start training okay. myself, basically. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever any thoughts of putting gyms into hospitals? Oh, for doctors or patients? <laughs> well, let's say both, but like... Well, we have physio gyms for patients, so we do have yes, that. Course, sorry, um, yeah, yeah, for yeah. doctors, I know Australia do it in a do lot they? of... Yeah, yeah, That'd they be do. Cool, yeah. Be really good. Yeah, really cool. I do they have successful. already, like... It'd be like Google, would be great. Wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Google Hospital. Yeah, oh, I know. But that's like, I, a lot of my work is going into corporate workplaces mm. and teaching yoga on the lunch breaks, and that's then like, yeah. sponsored by the, the company or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Is there that, do they have that in hospitals? No, that was part of the reason why I wanted to drive wellness events for doctors, because I have a lot of friends who would be, I have a lot of friends in the medical sphere, but a lot of friends outside the medical sphere and who are like inundated with wellness oriented, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like initiatives and mm -hmm. themes and stuff and well-being talks, you know, like almost like credits to use for mm -hmm. yoga classes exactly. and yeah, you yeah. can charge for them and it's insane. Um, like people are in well-being departments within their, you know, company they work with. Um, and so, and you know, I suppose one thing is that like burnout is so high among mm -hmm. doctors um, at all levels and if you don't look after yourself, you can't, you can't, you can't look after anyone else, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, and we kind of have to look after ourselves and yeah. um, for ourselves so yeah. that was another tagline of our events was like you know well-being organized by doctors for doctors and um, because there there isn't that being done for us i guess um why and that is I, I don't i can't yeah i've been trying to figure it out but and so what is it is there a feasible yeah. thing is there like an a lunch break you know um kind of, of that's problem? like we have depending on what hospital you're in there'll be and um, if you're in like a training program there'll be like 
teaching hours. Yeah, so you're going to more teaching hours, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But why not use yeah, that? Absolutely. You know, why not teach teaching about it? to learn about yourself. Yeah, because, I mean, you can argue that, like, we all have a personal responsibility to look after our well-being and, you know, to, to live healthily and all that. Mm. But you can't always be in control of that, and yeah. particularly in work. Like, on a night shift, it is really hard to make good choices. You know, yeah. in the first place, you're on a night shift. So, yeah. you know, it's it's unhealthy in the, in the first instance. But, you know grabbing let's say the bar you packed in your bag and um, usually a kind snack bar thank god for them <laughs> but well, versus getting back to have an hour's break you can't control that yeah. you know for the, the, the Tupperware that you have sitting in the fridge it might not you might not get there you um, know and what do you do if, if anything what did you learn from in terms of melatonin and serotonin balance did you like in terms of regaining your circadian rhythm were there any particular things that you find that were really um i had that? a night's routine and then i started reading into the data around shift work and was like oh crap will i eat during nights and like they kind of say you shouldn't yeah i think it's very much what works for you like yeah. the thing about I suppose different to nurses like is what I would say like nurses often do like seven nights on and then they have a week off where they'll do three and four and yeah. so three nights on four days off and stuff whereas for us we do ours like well for my particular two-year thing every three months you'd have seven nights and you'd have a week off after that so it wasn't like it's a regular thing like yeah. I am technically in shift work when I'm on call or when I'm on nights but it's not all the time okay interns will do um and well when I was an intern I did a week of nights every three months and you'd have nights on the weekend once mm. or twice so I used to always have my own set routine of like let's say the day I start get up really early do something active kind of try and sleep in the afternoon always hate it that day because you know you're going in that night yeah. and then it just gets a bit easier some people would just stay up all day and then they're wrecked the next day so they sleep really well um, and okay. yeah. yeah like in terms of food I, I kind of i didn't really i don't think i was really reading into it or at least to be honest the data wasn't really coming out there mm. the way it is now mm. about circadian rhythms and sleep and stuff yeah. or at least it was probably emerging um yeah. So I used to just, I literally just kept my food the same. Um, I meal prepped the way I meal prepped for days. So I'd make something like a dal and just bring it in. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. just make, literally make four, four servings, four nights or five nights or whatever. Bring snacks. Like a lot of people would bring like yogurts and fruit and mm -hmm. um, like hummus and other really good ones. So just things to keep you going. Yeah. yeah. Like the odd time now there was a protein bar packed, but like, you know, you're on call and Fine. you've got to keep you going. Fine, um, absolutely. And be better that yeah. than to, like than eight, eight cups of coffee or anything yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was the other thing. I never, um, I never took like caffeine on nights. Okay. Pure, like some people would have when it started the shift, and yeah. even some of the studies would say that's fine, you know, because yeah. you are changing your rhythm for mm. for a little bit. But yeah. I just kind of avoid it altogether. Do, like, do you, you take some caffeine obviously? But oh yeah, I'm a okay, coffee okay. a day, definitely. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> coffee in the morning, definitely. Okay, yeah, but you wouldn't have one on your the night shift, so. Um, no, no. I just, mm. I don't think I'm that, like, I don't think I particularly feel it okay. that much, but really? okay. nice. uh, it's more just kind of, this could affect me if I go home and try and sleep. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't want to risk that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I used to go to the gym after nights and just use that as kind of a stress buster, get my head out of the busyness that mm. was there, or really hard, sometimes really hard nights you just need it, yeah. or swim or something. Um, and I got a bit more, once I got into yoga, actually, I started doing that a little bit afterwards, too, because when you think about it, you've just come from, like, a stressful cortisol fueled mm. night shift. You don't want to do that again. You don't really need to be going to doing treadmill sprints. No, like, you know, and you learn these things yourself. That's why I called, you know, my blog the Irish Balance because I'm Irish, but also because mm. like I'm always trying to find balance and I don't think mm. you can always be perfectly balanced. So it's a journey. Yeah. And you know, no one's perfect. But if yeah. you're trying, that's the most important thing. That's yeah. it, and even just waking up to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. So we 
named this month because we decided. This <laughs> yeah, it's good that we have not talked about nuts yeah, at all. Yeah. We've just talked about life. Yeah, know, know, amazing. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, do you have faves? We've got a plate here with Brazils mm. and almonds and walnuts and cashews and pistachios and hazels and pecans. Mm. I think we've got them all. You yeah. literally, I think, have them all, yeah. Well, Every definitely. I nailed it. Well, you know I work in health food. I feel like <laughs> everyone has a phase, but like I find it so hard. I don't, I could probably like, rank them for you. you oh, just, yeah, rank them. Pretend, oh. pretend they're not listening. I know, yeah, but like, they might. <laughs> rank them. Probably are. Rank them, rank them. Oh, but no, I actually find it really hard to pick. Like, at the moment, it's cashews, because right. I'm loving everything that I can make with cashews. Mm. But I have a sneaky love of Brazil nuts. Like, they're big, chunky, delicious, Ditto, my gorgeous. Like, it's my absolute worst. Really? Oh, can oh, barely eat one right oh, now. Oh, oh yeah. Top, no, in fairness, yeah. I can eat them coming in top. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank God. Surprise! <laughs> I don't know. There's some taste in there. Mm. Like there I eat them, yeah. but mm. I would never reach for them. Mm. Specifically, why do we like Brazil nuts nutritionally? Yeah. Selenium. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And why selenium important? Thyroid function. Big time. Yeah. Mm. Powerful. And like, how many do you need to eat though to make effect change? And when? How often? Blah blah blah. We don't really know. Mm. From what I mean, from what I've read, um, mm. selenium content is declining in the soil massively over the last sixty years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, whereas you would you would pick a, a Brazil nut, like you get one or two Brazil nuts sixty years ago, and you could have like up to hundred micrograms of selenium existing in them, and now you might get literally zero. Oh really? So oh, okay. No, because I was reading a little bit about it like mm. before in advance of doing my study. Yeah. But yeah. like they were saying, you don't need very many. But yeah. um, that's is, really interesting. So there's a really interesting study called McCanson Whitteson mm-hmm. study. Have you heard McCanswism mm. is cool. So it's like yeah. they took a bunch of different foods and they they've been testing for sixty years and on every decade from the same origin to establish what the nutrient levels are like and the nutrient decline is like that's ridiculous. Like in broccoli, like the iron has gone down sixty percent and it was like a massive difference. So when we look at you know uh, nutritionfacts.org mm, mm. I'd love to know where their data is coming yeah. from because I think they're just picking from what we understand to be mm, in a food as opposed to what you're actually getting mm, mm. so I mean I, when they're talking about macros the macros are the macros but when you get micronutrient level we're not necessarily playing with a fair you know uh, a fair field it's not a fair deck that's really um, interesting so yeah so that's one of them selenium mm. is a particular one because it's, it's soil soil dependent um, and, and you can get selenium depletion in like one side of a field versus another it can mm. be like really distinct so tell um, me then, um, what are the best ways to eat Brazil nuts? Where can you maximise their nutrition going into your body? Like, do you mm. soak them? Do you cook them? Do you eat them raw? Phytate, I guess. Is this is that what you're kind of yeah? So I'm asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to lead. You're not leading. I'm not leading you. Yes, I'm just is. asking. Okay, so with Brazil nuts, um, there's not such a big issue with phytate. Uh, mm-hmm. Almonds, walnuts have a huge issue with phytate. Um, phytate is essentially an anti-nutrient, as I understand. You can yeah. you know, these no. uh, the, the Slow down. It's a phytate, thank you, is an anti-nutrient <laughs> that, that's the first time you've actually said that in a podcast, but you no, probably it's... wanted to say it a lot. No, I haven't. Oh. It's, just the, it's no, such no, an it's interesting... Fair, it's not it's not a a it's not just time. such an important topic, it is, and I think sometimes mm. Finn knows so much stuff from his job Gallus. that he assumes that people mm. all are bored by what he's mm. saying because they obviously know it too, whereas in fact... The average person amongst us is going, what? That's the interesting bit. Yeah. Come down, like, right. let what us the absorb the information. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Tell us the phytate. So phytate and oxalate are two of the big anti-nutrients that are known about. That Phytate, you get in a lot of grains and a lot of nuts. And oxalate, you get in a lot of green foods. You get mm. a lot of like, kale and spinach and that sort of stuff. Um, both of them, 
it's interesting because there's this massive hype online about <gasps> phytate, blah, 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 blah. Mm. but phytate breaks down super easy with soaking or roasting or any sort of protest. processing basically seems to break down phytate. Okay. Um, if you don't break it down, then phytate is known to bind iron, calcium, okay. copper, lots mm. of other nutrients from the gut. Um, so it's worthwhile mm. definitely doing a little bit of processing, but Brazil nuts are not one of the ones you have to worry about too much. You have to worry about the starch level in Brazil nuts more than anything else. Mm. They're, they're like one of the few nuts where you're not you're getting a predominant amount of starch over fat, even mm. though you have lots yeah. of fat in there. Um, Same for chestnuts, I think. I just I, I went to Nice for Christmas. My sister's doing an Erasmus there and it was Christmas markets and it was amazing. Oh, and so they delicious. do ro- oh my god, and I had this thing about oh, getting yeah. roasted chestnuts. Mm. It was just delicious. They were just roasted like on the wood open fire. No, they no. just you just take the You thing can put cinnamon on it if you want, I think, but yeah. oh god. My family were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we're going to go get popcorn. <laughs> I, was like, I love my chestnuts. Mum was like, well, now you've got 20 of them to yourself. I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't eat one group. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so funny. Uh, that's another question. Is there a thing as too much nuts, too many nuts? Well, like if you, if you go guidelines, like they say, what, 30 grams a day, roughly mm. in a serving, um, which actually I went and Googled because I was curious how many nuts are in 30 grams because it's going to vary per mm. nut. It's like um, something like 20 almonds makes up like 30 <laughs> grams. I was like, I don't eat 20 almonds. But like, yeah. I think the thing about them is it depends how you eat them, doesn't it? Mm. You know, like I think a lot of people would probably just grab a handful and probably wouldn't overdo it. Mm. But if you told someone like, these will, you know, cure your heart disease, which they obviously won't do in isolation, they mm. might eat too many, mm. you know, and then think that that's all they need to have because they yeah. are quite obviously they're quite calorific mm. but they're very nutrient dense yeah that's big the thing. Time. so exactly. small amounts but like regularly is what yes. I and should you be varying the nuts like is it important is there a lot of difference between what you're getting from mm. all from of one them? To the next, they're actually mm. massively different it's yeah. kind of weird like in terms of the fatty acid ratios you've like lots of omega-6 in our cashews mm. omega-6 in our in our almonds as well but whomping amounts of omega-3 in the walnuts which yeah. is one of those interesting the walnuts things. are powerhouses isn't yeah. this the one yeah. where it looks like the, the, the part of, of the Oh, yeah, I that's love it. class. Have you heard of that thing? No. So it's a thing called the Doctrine mm. of Signatures, yeah. where if you look into nature and you look Sorry, at... Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it's uh, where you look at a food and you, you can establish something about what it's going to do for your body. So Celery um, is for bones. Oh. What's up? Celery and bones. Celery and bones, absolutely. Okay. Uh, elder, elder, elderberries and the lungs. Yeah, grapes uh, and, and the lungs like as the well. Oh, my God. Yes. Beetroot and blood, like blood, yeah, so like menstrual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All those kind of red coloured foods, weirdly. Yeah. I'm loving um, this brain. This yeah, is so, so cool. cool. I can never look at them the same way again. <laughs> yeah, I know. They really just so <laughs> look like the brain, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, there's loads. Like yellow, so a lot of a lot of the foods that would have been traditionally yellow, like, um, I think, um, oh, I can't even think of something. Plums, peppers? Peaches? No, it's more flowers, um, oh. where they're used as herbal medicines for... Oh, like dandelion like, and marigold and represent, Yeah, where they represent yeah. kind of bile or whatever, and they oh, have yeah, yeah, like fragrance yeah. to the liver. Um, yeah, you should look into that. It'd be yeah. cool, but blog post. It's lovely. It's, you can it's, see it's, some it's, lovely infographics on it. Oh, that'd be, I love infographics. It's one of those ones, ones where, where science is kind of caught up with slightly hokey, like esoteric ideas yeah. about, about, you know, traditional healing or whatever. It's kind of that nice. was cool, though. And it's, like, it's weird. I mean, like, why would people hundreds of years ago go like and it literally is hundreds or even not thousands yeah. of years ago to go oh this we know this one's for brains it looks like yeah. brains yeah and to trust that yeah yeah it, does, it doesn't make sense i guess but they yeah. didn't have any other way of knowing like they have to just trust mm. imagine how many times it must have gone wrong before mm. they got it right it's so funny though because you know how like you see this is why it's so i made if anyone can see it i made nut butter mm. with walnut walnuts butter. and it amazes me like do you know i find i make my own nut butter because i have a huge issue with how expensive nut butter is mm. to buy when it's such a delicious 
delicious food um, and it's so easy to make and you so can easy. buy a pack of nuts for like you know through three euro and get a full tub of nut butter nice. i remember seeing hazelnut butter somewhere for like nine euro and i was like this is why is this priced when we could make this do you know yeah. what i mean like and it's everywhere it's not like it's not unique to one shop but I was like, I've never seen walnut butter anywhere. That's true. We have one. Have, uh, you're, I Do think you, you might be going home butter? with some walnut butter. Have you seen it? Have you not been to this? <laughs> no, I have. Sun and seed raw walnut butter is Are you the most amazing walnut butter. Yeah. Wow. And it's like sweet, even though it's raw, which is amazing. They soak yeah. it. Can I, can I try some? Yeah, I'll yeah, try as well. I was oh like, I'm God, looking at like a single fresh. item of butter. I, like I said, I'd like it a bit sweeter, but I think it's lovely. Um, I put a bit of cinnamon and a bit of cacao in it, which is subtle. So tell us how you went about making this so people can make this at home. So I roast nuts when I make nut butter for the mm. most part because mm. I find it breaks down easier and I actually mm. use my Nutribullet um, and I haven't broken it yet. Mm. So that's great. <laughs> I nearly I, did making energy balls but we're still there. We're still when alive. You the butter, oh, it was oh, bad. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I use Magic Mix and that's totally yeah. fine. Mm. A lot of people would be really surprised by that. A lot of people have said to me like, how do you make your own? You're like, I know people always say that yeah. to you. You just put it in. You won't break it. <laughs> Press yeah. the button. So um, you want yeah. to add, add water or you like um, yeah. No, I just no. literally, um, like, let's say 200 grams or whatever your food processor can hold. Um, roast so, them, yeah. 10 minutes, don't burn them. Last batch of pecans I bought, oh, they were no. black and I was so upset. Oh. At six years or 250 grams, it's mm. okay. a mistake. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> sister was like, why are you so upset? It's just pecans. I was like, get up, get it. It's a whole mess jar of nut butter. Um, this is the same one who was laughing at for getting all the chestnuts. Yeah, he's like, um, oh, chestnuts. Yeah, that's my mom. Yeah, <laughs> this is the one that tells me he's buying normal girl clothes. They're very oh. wise. They're very wise people. Yeah. <laughs> you need them in your life. Need yeah, them yeah, in your yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then just put about like half a teaspoon of cinnamon in mm-hmm. and um, about the same of cacao, depending on what flavour you want. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So you want a more chocolatey one, like mm-hmm. you could do it with cashews, I've done it before with cashews, just put cacao powder nice. in and it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Favourite like butter that you make yourself? Is, is one Ooh. your fave? Um, no, probably not. I'd say pecan. There you go. I got mm. you to choose a favorite yeah. one by the back door. No yeah. butter. You no no butter. Oh, no. no. <laughs> the rest, the rest <laughs> I have pecans are my favorite nut, for sure. Are um, they? Mm. Well, that was easy. We didn't get macadamia. Oh, I didn't get macadamia. Oh, you missed one. I'm out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did get pistachios, though. <clears throat> I don't like... Pistachio. I have a friend who's obsessed with pistachios, actually. I'm, You're not a fan? Well... She's a green, like, unroasty one. It's only because mm. I have to peel them to get in there. Mm. So, like, There's something about that. I think when you get into, like, a habitual thing with the little shell thing, yeah. mm. that's kind of a fun okay. thing. Salty. You always see those people who are from, kind of, I want to say Moldova. Uh, kind of, it, that's a terrible I'm just picking a country with, with pumpkin seeds uh, with the whole oh husk I love it some I love it some flowers with the husk yeah some flowers with the black wow. and white yeah. and really? they're about spit them on the ground pipas um, Spain Spain is the okay name. and you find them there as well yeah we always had Spanish students in our school and they always had pipas and chicas which is the corn cool ones Oh right, yeah. Um, and yeah, I I love them. But they need a spittoon for them. They, but you can also you can also eat like a couple of the holes. <coughs> yeah. Apparently, it's good for like um, clearing out parasites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. clearing out parasites and also um, <gasps> appendix. Yeah. Okay. Appendix help apparently. If it doesn't get stuck there first. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> In small quantities. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Give it some work to do. That's yeah. where the parasites live. So it might be that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, Oh, they're so, a great food though. They're just they're packed. Like they're literally packed with good, good nutrition. They? And yes, they are calorific, and I think that's why a lot of people. See, it depends with what okay, way you're eating them on. too. Yeah, you know? calories, uh, calories as a as a, a proper mm. vector for health. Discuss. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Give me five seconds. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think food should be reduced to numbers. Yeah. I think. Great. Yeah. No, Go it's not. Well, it takes enjoyment out of it. You know, mm, like absolutely. eighty twenty is the only number I'll allow. Like I think mm. people talk about like you know. 
macro tracking and like should yeah. I be aware and stuff mm. I think education around food is so important and I think it is really important to know like let's say there are carbohydrates in potatoes there is protein in chicken you know like you should know yeah. what's in your food yeah but reducing it to numbers I don't think like short-term sustainable but not long-term yeah I don't think yeah, 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 it just gets too obsessive it does yeah mm. and I think it doesn't it doesn't really engender what's the word it doesn't um bring much enjoyment no it's all denial based yeah it? exactly and the problem mm. is that like sustainable change is often really really slow and does mm. require a little bit of education a mm. lot of education I think we often underestimate that mm. and like I've written about it a little bit with a friend who's a dietitian and, like the real answer isn't sexy it's not black and white mm. you know it's it's kind of slow small sustainable changes yeah. and denormalizing yeah, a norm mm. yeah yeah and then I suppose what's nice about not bringing it to numbers is that you can kind of teach people about food and like mm. you know I think it's just so much more valuable to like someone asked recently why would you make your own hummus um when you could just go buy it <laughs> and I was like, well, it's just so far out of yeah. like, it's too funny <laughs> it was like you know I, I, was like, oh, I actually t- I take pride in that you yeah. know I mean like I can sit here and make this that I could go out and buy but like it's really cool I can bring this from scratch so you nice know? and also you've got friends coming around you don't have anything in the house like, what do I do you have a yeah. chickpeas and yeah. you go oh quick hummus yeah. sticks Mm. everyone's delighted yeah, yeah. exactly and, and you can say like i made that I like made that, that came from you know and there's a thing about making food yeah. with love and Im- imbuing love into food and that having its its great quality as you're eating yeah. it that you're mm. eating that and don't get me wrong like i am no saint like i went into there was a life force and um, life force that they do apple cider vinegar yeah, and yeah. butter and stuff they had a pop-up for a charity recently in sure. town which was great yeah so i did obviously you know try lots of different things and like mm. bought almond butter it was delicious and yeah i could have gone home and made it but like it is you know you're not perfect you can buy no, and it doesn't, but it's nice there's to also how. like mm. other ones that people make that are delicious yeah. and it's not that you can't enjoy theirs as well yeah, as yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but you, if you want to save a few bob yeah. and still mm. enjoy something that is bloody expensive on the shelves it yeah. can totally be yeah. done yeah. and also that like if you have a family like from my point of view kids just love getting involved in cooking yeah. and they're way more likely yeah. to eat something if you involve them in it yeah. Yeah. and like i'm lucky my kids always loved nut butter so that's mm. not a problem like yeah she goes i want i want hop sack nut butter having tried it i will agree that is yeah, totally, totally good palate good palate early <laughs> yeah no he's really into his palate he's really? like very and you can ask him like when you cook a meal you can ask him what ingredients are in it and he'll be able to go like Amazing. capers olives wow you know anchovies like, yeah wow. he's really That's mad about brilliant. that like even he was i'd made some cake like homemade healthy cake thing at home and he was out in the green with his friends and one of his friends was like, can I have some of that? Um, and he was like, yeah. And then the friend was like, oh, does it have salt in? Because I don't know why he couldn't yeah. have it. And he was like, it has salt, rice milk, almond butter, <laughs> dates. And then he just listed off every ingredient. Oh, my God. Thing. I was like, yes, my son. Yes. No. <laughs> I love sponges. Exactly. That's amazing. But if you don't yeah. have a kid who's who tends towards nut butter and they, mm. they're more like a Nutella type of mm. thing you yeah. can make your own healthy version of Nutella oh, and completely. then they can yeah. go for it and enjoy it as much as they yeah. want but they're making it themselves and they love it they love yeah. that thing of like I well they're going to see if our tahini squares are, are ready speaking oh, of which oh my gosh okay, there's tahini squares oh yeah. my gosh yeah so while we're talking about that I love what tahini is, oh so do I tahini get emotional yeah it's God it's soul food it is soul food and it's so calcium rich is it's it? great, yeah. So oh. tahini is one of the highest sesame seeds, one of the highest wow. um, forms of calcium that you can get. So for breastfeeding mums, okay. tahini is an amazing thing. You yeah. can make all the tahini cookies or um, black them. sesame milk is another delicious oh, cool. milk. Have you ever made that no, for yourself? No. My friend Katie Sanderson, who makes the peanut row. <gasps> Yes. Yeah. I know. Yep. Well, everyone yep. who you say that to just goes. Yeah. Oh. You If you haven't tried it, you can buy it in the hot. Similar sack. to tahini, like really oh, hard not to eat. Just get by obsessed. The <laughs> obsessed. 
Yeah. But she makes this delicious black sesame milk, and it's really high oh, in wow. calcium and so yummy. And then you can turn it into a black sesame ice lollies in the summer. Ooh, so that's another one you could look gorgeous. at. Gorgeous. Um, but what are some of your favorite recipes to do with nuts um, mm. that might be kind of treat things that people yeah. are going, oh, I'd love to make a cake or I'd love to do yeah. something, but they can be nut-based. What do you have? Um, yeah, that's actually a real question because it's something I've been trying to do more recently. Like I have uh, some favorite savory recipes, like probably one of the most, most made recipes on my blog is my cashew dal with oh, butter beans yeah. and he just the cashew cream is just like blended cashews it's unbelievable um, and I made a cashew like a vegan cashew sauce recently I used nutritional yeast someone mm. bought it for me and was like you'd love to cook with this try it and I'm mad for recipes with this nice. but what? I did like not quite the same as these now but I did teeny caramel squares on the blog two Yum. weeks ago oh I saw them they are like oh my god they're so good and there was ground cashews in the base and then used tahini for the caramel, caramel. with dates and then the top was just a big load of dark chocolate it was mm. so good I actually brought it to um, a yoga class and they were gone in seconds like, <laughs> I didn't even get any I was like, so people, people can find that recipe on your yeah on yeah your it's on my blog yeah it's okay. one of the more like faffy is the wrong word because yeah. that puts someone off but it's one of the more ones you take a bit of time you've got a dinner party you've got yeah. friends coming over and you can freeze them so yeah. it's great if you don't eat them all at once which is the reason I brought them to a yoga class because yeah. I would have eaten them all yeah. <laughs> I got tahini in and my friend Sinead recommended to me the one they have in Brother Hubbard and it is oh it's good stuff what it's one have they got? is that candy last is it? Um, it? I can't literally can't tell you what thing it is it's like a green green lid and kind yeah. of that colour green lid or green lid? green lid green Ooh. green lid green writing and then like that colour okay wicked and then someone said to me hey, can you eat that by the spoon like I really can't I find it really like kind of stuck uh, Vicky if you're watching but you're I thawing. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, I totally yeah. can eat by the spoon, though. Me too. Yeah. Once you get really good. It seems so to be nice a dividing to... question, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a delicious thing to put on top mm. of, like, porridge mm. or anything. Oh, yes. Thank you. Oh, my Bin, gosh. this looks pretty. This it does look pretty, doesn't Yum. it? It's yeah. got black salt and pomegranate seeds through it. How did you make this now? This so this is coconut oil mm. and uh, cashew butter, actually, and oh tahini. Oh, my God. And then salt and vanilla extract and very little else. Wow. Tahini, tahini fudges are so good because there's like a million different ways. That. Like banana tahini fudges are very different. It's mm. really caramelly. Mm. Um, and then you can nice. also put chocolate or like mm. I do marbly swirls on the top of mine sometimes. Mm. I mean, you say banana. How do you get the, like, do you blend up banana, blend, blend it. it? So it's like wow. banana ice cream, mm. but oh. in with the tahini. Mm. Mm. But you have to eat it quite quick. Yeah, because it melts mm. down. That is like These the fastest thing you can possibly make. There's a tiny bit of maple syrup in there, mm. but like if you want to get a kid to get calcium, magnesium, mm. you, if you want to like, you can put it's the lots only, of stuff in there. It's the only way I can get Ruben to eat tahini. Oh, right, great for nut butter, but he is not at any time I've made tahini cookies because I make these delicious tahini sesame cookies. Okay. Yeah. Which are really great for breastfeeding mm. as well. Um, and they, he just goes, Lock. he can just taste the tahini a mile off and he's just, this is disgusting, but mm. the tahini fudge, he'll eat it by the wow. end of the load. This yeah, is they work. so good. Very so good. yummy. Um, the, the pomegranate oh is so good because it yeah. gives that kind of pop of juiciness. Yeah, isn't it fun? Because they haven't totally frozen yet. It's like mm. a little bit under frozen. But yeah, they're tell, actually Tell about us that. about black salt. Because mm. I didn't know about oh, yeah. that. Oh, God. Right now? I'll have to wait for Have you heard of black salt? Mm -mm. I have not. But no I'm one, about to. No one can talk about it. It's some kind of volcanic thing, is it? It is. You can just nod. Yeah, it's salt. So, as opposed to a sea salt, it's a salt that's been aging for millions of years um, in volcanic um, volcanic soil, and so it's much more mineral dense. So, where mm. with the regular sea salt, you might have, you know, predominantly, you know, sodium, potassium, those kind of minerals. Mm -hmm. 
within a black sword or in, with the Himalayan pink sword mm -hmm. as well. You get all, all the 86 trace minerals mm -hmm. that the body needs um, and much more balancing and a much more gentle saltiness, mm -hmm. which is what I love about it. It's yeah. kind of, Oh, it's much more moist. It doesn't mm. hit. It doesn't have that like hard no. hit of sodium. And is there a, is there, is it oh kind of God. nutritionally yeah. is it better for you than the Himalayan pink salt? Because I always use that pink salt. Or is it similar? Similar. In all honesty, I, yeah. I don't. I couldn't say for sure. I mean, like, there's probably it's that black that there's probably quite a lot of carbon in it, which mm. is probably not great in huge quantities. You know, yeah. um, it's kind of our kryptonite, really, carbon. Yeah. Isn't it? Even though we're made of it, it kind of poisons us, um, <laughs> and it robs nutrients as well. So. Small amounts of it, it looks pretty and yeah. fine, but I think a Himalayan pink salt is, is one we recommend an awful lot from a um, you know, chelation and all sorts yeah. of really interesting facts or interesting um, uses for... I think people are kind of... You see it so much now mm. that pretty much every house people have Himalayan pink salt It's now. weird. People, it's people, it just people come to the shop who've never been to health food stores before yeah. and I'm like, oh, and then you might use pink salt in that. And I'm kind of like almost mentioning it as an aside. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have pink salt in the corner, don't I? And they're like, yeah, right alongside the sack. So you're like, wow. <laughs> I think part of it is that it kind of got trendy, didn't mm. it? So I've done a lot of like healthy blogs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really? It, I, I've been in Teak Max recently. Yeah. I was like, there was a, a wall of Himalayan salt from loads of different... I actually, I have two massive bags in my cupboard because this brand called Monsoon um, yeah. just got in touch and said, can we send you some to try out? And it's lovely in cooking. And you said, no. I no, said, well there. I will. I will send you them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I put them in my caramel squares and it was lovely. But you know, the colours are so pretty. Yeah, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 We would use a lot of sea salt at home, but like we're just pinching this in. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's very nice. So, yeah. nice, nice, nice. so yeah. what we can do is then link yeah, to the recipe for these. Mm. Yes. Uh, the tahini squares. Thanks, Susan Jane White for yeah. Not exact recipe, but yeah. she started me off on the teeny mm. fudge thing a few years ago, mm. and I haven't looked back. It's the simplest, it's like so show-stopping square yeah. thing you can do. That was her. Like she put pomegranate seeds in a Valentine's one she did oh, um, yeah. when she was on. Oh, what's that huge food blog thing in the states? Um, oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, mm. she's on. She's on their on their live like, Facebook live and on the They're fantastic. Mm. Like teeny, it's just like. Everyone should know about tahini. They yeah, should. Like, they're they're really my walnut butter. So, uh, very quickly, mm. um, plant-based? Me, personally? Yes. Um, depend, well, Almost. on my Ish. definition of plant-based, how, yeah. how do you define it? So, well, no, I'm, I'm just curious more because if, 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 if you're going down the plant-based route, mm. some a lot, a lot of conventional medicine would say that that's going to be missing out a lot on calcium. Okay. And that's kind of one mm. of the things that people come into and start thinking, well, my son's not drinking milk. What can mm. I do for calcium? Do you have any yeah. particular tips for that or what's your opinion on it? Or? So when I say I'm plant-based, like mm -hmm. my definition of plant-based is that my diet is based, like not to sound like an Egypt, but it's based around plants. No. But it's not, <laughs> it's not vegan, it's not vegetarian. Yeah. Okay. You know, so mm -hmm. I do eat, I eat meat, I eat some yeah. dairy. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of Greek yogurt. Like I love, love Greek yogurt. Like a foreign grandpa gone. Um, well, like over four, over two days. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't um, seen your cupboard yet, but I know. Yeah. <laughs> like I've no dairy intolerance, nothing like that. I just like prefer plant milks, and I actually yeah. ended up swapping a couple of things last year, just more from a, a plant-based effect on the environment mm. point of view. Cool. Um, like that's now, a, that's important. Yeah, point. that was more kind of what spoke to me about it. Um, like I know a lot of people have made changes off Netflix documentaries and things like that, mm. and. I think some are more valuable than others. I think some yeah. are more scaremongering than others. Um, Big time. I mean, I, some of the science that's out there is yeah. not real. Any not science as, out there is like, yeah, you know, exactly. contentious. But yeah. Contentious, exactly. Um, so I like, I'm a huge fan of the idea of a plant-based plate. So mm. kind of that, like the eat well plate is, is quite a good example. It's, you know, like quarter kind of complex carbs, quarter protein, half veg. Mm. And I just think in general, population could benefit so much more from a plant-focused mm. diet. Maybe not plant-based. I'm not telling, like I think, 
there's a huge impact in let's say swapping out some of your meals doing a meat-free monday meat-free lunches you know mm. i met someone before who was doing like nine to five vegetarian and that mm. wasn't to say they were going home and horsing a steak every night but like their lunches <laughs> like sitting in a dream mm. steak yes. at 4 30 4 if you have it all at the evening time yeah. Yeah. but like those kind of things are so valuable particularly mm. for the environment and also um i was writing about it this morning because it's this week's friday focus but we we don't get enough fiber at all yeah. like as a population yeah, here and the uk um mm. like 30 grams a day based on like guideline and the fact sheet alpro gave me about plant-based diets and fiber for the doctor's wellness stuff they mm. gave me so much helpful information and written by two very very good dietitians and like the average intake is about 18 grams you know wow. and we were talking and about even 30 grams is like it's not like optimal it's not. and like it sounds like a lot to people when you say the number but actually when you break it down to the different meals and what they have in them do you know you, it just makes it so much easier to normalize it what's a way that people could if people are listening and they're mm. going okay hi, I really want to up my fiber intake yeah what's what are the quickest changes they could make or so coming in this Friday's oh context. sorry oh, I'm oh, really, oh, this, oh, this, will come, this will come out later <laughs> no the idea actually came from I have a lovely friend called Catherine she's the sporty dietitian on Instagram and I call her my like my twinny up the north line we're twinny down the south oh. she's in Belfast but we have done a couple of blog posts about plant-based diets and we followed up this one with um, it's kind of I wanted to give like a couple of examples from like a breakfast lunch and dinner and healthy snacks mm-hmm. point of view of like plant focused recipes so let's say like one of the dinner ones we're doing is like a three bean chili so everyone mm-hmm. knows chili everyone knows beef chili cool. like you know but you could either you know swap out half the mince and put in some kidney beans and mm. black beans mm. increase your fiber that way or you could make it completely veggie and try a meat free monday um other stuff we were kind of looking at was like doing like say dal like a vegetarian dal mm. do that really simply like yeah. i use chickpeas in pretty much everything that mm. i cook so if i'm cooking for my family and i'm doing a curry just bung it in a chickpeas in and everyone's getting an extra kind of like five six grams of fiber yeah serving, and loads you know? more protein loads mm. more calcium loads, and yeah. and fun stuff, yeah. i think it's about awareness like i think in general people's plant-based foods so like veggies are obviously a really good way to kind of increase your fiber if you try and get like two servings in you know with your dinner with your lunch um obviously mm. in the morning's a little bit <laughs> less mm. palatable um so adding, you're not going for the nine servings a day cancer prevention diet now <laughs> is, are we saying nine? I heard it was ten now. Oh, is it ten? Oh, I don't no. know. That's I, what I, I mean. This week. <laughs> I think five and six is a yeah. brilliant place to it's start. It's an impressive achievement if you get five or six. Yeah, isn't it? that's it. Like, and you have to make it accessible. You know, mm. um, there's I suppose there's so many options. Like swapping, let's say, if you're a person who is kind of presumably probably like white bread or white rice, mm. swap those for the brown varieties. Mm. Really easy swap to do. Every shop has that option now. Yeah. And more fiber, slower release, carbohydrates, better satiety. You know, yeah. all those simple things. Um, a lot of people up their fiber get issues like digestive issues as well. They, they do, do and I think a lot of that is do. It's like if someone one day is not vegan and then decides to go yeah. vegan, and you know, to hit the same amount of macronutrients, yeah. you gotta eat a lot. Yes. You have to eat a huge yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's too much too soon, you know, mm. and the, the fairness actually the fact sheet is great. It's actually online. I'll link it in the blog post on Friday, nice. but it's very good for that. You know, it talks about like if you if you go from you think about what fiber does, you know, like it feeds your good bacteria. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. if you're going to just give them a bucket load of things to feed on, there's a lot of fermentation going on. Huge. You know, there's a lot of end products going on. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. want to stay regular, but you don't want to. Gaseous and physical. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think slow and steady is probably the best way to, yeah. you know, yeah. making little changes at each meal, changing out some of your snacks, having some nuts Bang for on. your snacks, yeah. Yeah. Nuts, you know, little things. Cool. Um, nice. And in the blog post, I've got like the fiber content of like common, let's say, 
plant based snacks. Brilliant. As well. Okay, so, brilliant. Yeah, it should be. Oh, nice. Yeah, it should be a good one. It's a really important one. It's kind of physical activity. Like, once you create awareness, you can create change. Yeah. So, we can link to that by the time this comes out. That'll definitely. be out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this Friday. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. Thank you yeah, so much for coming all. on. So much stuff, babe. Yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you for having me. As per usual, we're kind of like, damn, it's like, how are we tying ourselves towards like a close to an hour thing? Like, yeah, it's very hard. So, we're going to link, for everyone listening, we're going to link to that blog post that you were talking about. We're also going to link to your recipe for the caramel squares and your walnut yeah, nut yum. butter yeah perfect. and then we will also add in Finn's tahini we're going to demand your caramel squares next time you yeah. yes yeah. definitely oh my god yeah, yeah. I'll do better next time <laughs> <laughs> oh, good good okay yeah, thanks again thanks for having me guys brilliant yeah. thank you guys for watching thank you uh, whoa, whoa hang on oh, wait, sorry. we're not done yet it's giveaway time oh true so treats uh, mm. for you. We have got some treats. Oh my god! What? So this is our. It's Valentini fudge. I know. It's too much. It's, it's too much. It's a Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is our New Zest bottle bag. We are like happily uh, supported by New Zest, and Great, so they've given choice. us also um, cleaning <gasps> protein tub. They're vanilla yeah. flavor. It's sweetened with tumatin. It's superb. And it's the quality. You love New Zest, right? Yeah, yes. Good news. So yes. you're, it's a win. Oh. Uh, there's also a sachet of the good green stuff hanging mm. around in there somewhere. Mm. We've also got, I think, one of everyone's favorite foods, a big pouch of organic turmeric powder. Oh, gorgeous. Favorite spice. Favorite spice. Yeah. yeah top, top three. Top three. There, yeah. <laughs> Where did you find these? Um, I think I have a Wellfest, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah so I think I have. Yeah. Like, does a really, really good job. There's maple yeah. activated on the walnuts. Oh, maple. Um, and have you tried this? No, oh, I've have you not? This. No, I'm I've always putting it. it in my yeah. stories all the time. I saw this in uh, Nourish in town, and I was like, uh, yeah. actually, I love that color, so I was drawing yeah. my color, and I saw cashew. And I was like, oh, the branding is brilliant, it's really good. Yeah. The amount of people I put it in my stories all the time because it's that's yeah. my son, that's what he calls hop sack nut butter because that's the only place I can ever get it. Yeah, and he's always like, people, whenever I put it in my story, the amount of people that comment going, What is that? Where can I get it? Yeah, and and like, oh, we, had, like, we had Patrick Beach on, yeah, yeah. at Wellfest. And like we were like, oh listen, maybe there's too much stuff here. He travels very light. So we were like, this is probably you don't want to hold bags up, but he reaches that. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> he knew about it. Oh really? Because like yeah. his, his, a buddy of his. I'm gonna say his best friend's brother. So his mates are really bizarre. Are they Irish No, it's Glasgow. It's a little little couple in Glasgow. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, to make the new Glasgow again. Oh yeah, my god. Go. Another, another trip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then one of our other favorite, oh two of our other favorite things. Actually, we'll stay on the nut butter theme. This is uh, Pepper Chocolate Company. Have you tried our new... I see this. No, it's the first time I've seen it, but so I saw all your delicious Insta stories. Oh, cool. Hey, so yeah, so that's that's a, a try for that. That's a very limited edition. So there's only about 100 of them left on the planet. Oh, my um, God. You are lucky. Yeah. Very much, though. And then Ryu. Do you know Ryu? We were just talking about it when you went to This is where I got my <laughs> We were just going, Ryu, Katie. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so we don't... Enough said about Ryu. Yeah, we're all fans. This stuff is dangerous. If you want to find it, it's called White Mouse. Oh, yes. You find online their Instagram. We'll put links again in the show. Just put it on everything, basically. You just put it on like, everything, yeah. yeah. That's it. Spoons, Eggs, avocado <laughs> on toast, oh, so rice bowls. Is for you. Stop. Yes, oh my indeed. gosh. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you, thank you, you guys so much. You could also win oh. one of those guys if you like, subscribe, oh. post your comments, and your favourite comments. Send we'll us your favourite nut recipe. Oh, do Yes. That, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Good stuff. Okay. Thank you very much for watching, guys. And before our podcast twice goes insane, we'll say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.